Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Bachelor Nation, you know JoJo from ABC's Bachelorette and CNBC's Cash Pad. Now she's teaming up with DSW to share her favorite shoes of the summer. From white sneakers to on-trend sandals and platforms, there's something for every style and for everything on your calendar. Head to DSW.com to shop all of JoJo's picks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. Welcome to another Friday edition of Here for the Right Reasons. Today, I have a special treat for you guys. I caught up with season nine bachelorette Desiree Hartstock. You know her. You love her. She's been on the show before. She recapped an episode with me for Matt's season, and now she has a book coming out called The Road to Roses. If you watch Des' season of the show, you remember her dramatic breakup with Brooks, who was in her final three, and then it was like, what's she going to do? Does she even like the other guys? And she got engaged to Chris, and then everyone was like, she settled for him, and it was this whole thing. They're married now. They have two kids. Life is good, but she revisits all of that in dealing with the backlash and the pressure and her childhood and how everything she learned growing up kind of played out on the show. And it, it's really interesting um, to hear my chat with her. And her book is out on Tuesday. It's great. It's called The Road to Roses. You know, I love a Bachelor memoir. There's some little nuggets about her time on Sean Lowe's season of the show and just production in general. Um, but before I play my interview with Des, I wanted to really quickly get you ready for next week's episode of The Bachelorette, the official episode three synopsis is picking up during a heated cocktail party. Katie reminds the men that anyone not here for the right reasons can see themselves out. On the group date, former bachelor Nick Vile helps the men share some of their personal stories. Moved by their honesty, Katie courageously opens up about her own story in a heart-wrenching moment. Later, Katie literally flips head over heels for her one-on-one date with Michael A., who opens up about a deeply heartfelt story of how he decided to follow his heart to New Mexico. And the drama begins to boil over in the house. Is someone still here for the wrong reasons? So, seems like it's going to be a heartfelt episode. That was in there a few times. We're telling personal stories. We're being courageous. Michael A. is the single dad who didn't get any love on last week's episode, which I guess would make sense that he gets the one-on-one this week. Seems like he's solidifying his connection. According to the promo, my guy Thomas, who I warned you guys, didn't didn't have good feelings about being accused of being there for the wrong reasons, being there to be the bachelor, tale as old as time. 
Um, I can't wait for another week of Katie's journey. I think it's been great. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. But for now, here is my interview with Desiree about her new book, The Road to Roses. So let's talk about The Road of Roses. I just finished it yesterday. I thought it was so fun for Bachelor fans and also showed a totally different side of you, I think, a lot more backstory. What was your goal when you sat down to write the book? Um, you know, I've actually always wanted to write a book. Even before going on to the show, I just always felt like I had this story. We all have a story within us. And, and you know, I just had to go through a lot more before I really <laughs> could... Um, you know, write down my story and have it be impactful. And so when I went down, I sat down to really share all the details of my story. I really just wanted to bring hope. And so that was the goal, the mission. And that is just my hope is that through the book, people can, um, no matter what they're going through, can still find pieces of hope in their life to keep pushing forward. I loved this Cinderella metaphor that we kept following because obviously it works yeah. with like The Bachelor, you know, yeah. is like a fairy tale. But also you talked a lot about like your childhood and growing up and, you know, like financial issues and stuff. Was that something you were nervous to share or anything like that? No, not at all. I mean, that's part of who I am. That's part of my story. Um, and it is part of kind of like the way that sh the show on my season was trying to like sh share mm -hmm. it, you know, Um you know, it's just who I am. And so I think it's important to share those pieces because, um, oh, I, I mean, even when I was going through the financial, you know, where I was a young kid, not able to really have a ton of stuff. I don't know. I just, it never really bothered me. And I think that's yeah. just because I would see others with less and, and I just knew that I had to be grateful for what I had. And so I learned that at a very young age. And so for, to write, to write about it, mm -hmm. it was easy. Is that something also with your sons now that it's like an interesting balance? Cause you always, you know, as I was here, I'm not a parent, but I was here parents say, you know, you want to give your kids what you didn't have, but then you also, you know, the, the spoiled route and yeah. social media these days, it's a lot going on. Oh my gosh. No, we, my boys are still very young, but I still, oh man, if he wants a new toy, then he has to go through his toys and pick out some toys that he can give away because I want them to learn at a, like I had to learn it just out mm -hmm. of necessity, but I hope that they can learn it from me teaching me and Chris teaching them. Like they have to work <laughs> for, for what they get. And it's not just, you know, get me this, get me that. Cause I don't want them to be grown men acting that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, you wrote a little bit about your time on Sean's season, obviously, before you dove into a lot of your Bachelorette stuff. And you, you kind of, you wrote that you questioned even staying on the show and whether the process was going to work for you. And then we end up, you know, obviously with you as our, as our Bachelorette. So what was kind of the, the, what happened there that you decided to stick it out and then yeah. go even farther? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was in Montana. I mean, it was just like Sean's season with Tierra and all that drama. Mm. I just don't do drama. And I also just wasn't feeling like maybe he was validating his feelings for me, which mm -hmm. was something that I really needed. Um, so I kind of was just questioning all of it and if it was even worth it uh, for me to stay. But but ultimately, I felt like God opened a door. And so I was going to I was going to push through just to see like what was in store because I didn't really know. Yeah. So I, I, obviously it opened, you know, the door for the bachelorette. And so it was all for a reason. <laughs> obviously for sure. Yeah. Um, Sean, 
you know, it, you guys weren't meant to be, obviously. No. Catherine are happy, you and Chris are happy. But he, it does, you did have something in common, which was your faith, and you talk about that. If it was a different bachelor, do you think that it, you would have even, like, trusted the process enough to then move forward with the bachelorette? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, probably not, because only because I had just gotten out of a relationship where I realized that faith was a breaking point of, like, if we don't align then, then I don't see us, you know, getting married. Yeah. So I think, I think that actually helped a lot that it was Sean, um, just because it was like, you know, like, God, if this is for you, like, if this is who I'm supposed to be with, then um, so be it. But um, no, <laughs> Chris In is a man. The book obviously talks a lot about relationships and, you know, you're kind of explaining in a way that you never have before, everything that went down with Brooks and why, you know, all of that stuff. Was there any part of you that was a little nervous to reopen this whole Desiree, quote unquote, settled for Chris narrative? I know. <laughs> no, you know, it's so annoying. It like follows me forever. But um, no, I think now more than ever, I'm just so comfortable with it because mm -hmm. I, can, I can look back and give myself so much more grace. And I, I can look back and be like, in those pieces of my confusion, like there was purpose. And so now more than ever, I can sit here and just be so like, this is what happened. And it's okay that that happened because now I'm here where I am grown, you know, from that. And hopefully it can help other people get through heartbreak and rejection. But yeah, I don't know. I think it feels good to open it back up. And yeah, it's been years and years and years, but I had to also go through other personal things to really be able to, I think, write it from a place of, um, I don't know, healing and a place of confidence to be like, like I just mentioned, this is what happened, but this is where I am now. And this is what can happen for you too. I loved a line you wrote about confusing communication with compliments in that whole thing too. Can you tell me a little bit about that and my listeners a little bit about that? Because I feel like that is a lesson that is not just in the bachelor world and that's something oh, we can yeah. all take. I mean, I feel like probably now more than ever in like dating online and dating through Tinder, I feel like, oh my God, he's like texting me or, oh my God, he said this and that. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, even back in my, you know, dinosaur age of dating. Um, I still took, you know, communication, communication as compliments. And I think that's just because I, I just didn't grow up with communicative family. And like, I don't know if someone would say something nice, it was like, Oh, they really like me. Um, and so I think it's important to know whether it's just them talking and being like charming, or if it's truly like, they like you because I think as women and men, we tend to just overthink things, but also make things what they aren't when you like someone. Yeah, fair. Something that <laughs> is a little bit more bachelor specific is like the fairy tale dates. And you, you, I feel like when telling the Brooke story, you were sure to mention that you know, we were in a wedding dress and in a tux on our first date. And he, you know, whisked me away to the Hollywood sign. Like there was a <laughs> lot of that like bachelor magic in that relationship. Do you think that like how, what would you tell a bachelorette, a lead of how to navigate, like this is great and how fun it is to get to like live this like lifestyle, but also looking past like, oh, do I like this guy because he happened to get the wedding date? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, you know, I, this is something that Chris and I did very well and probably why we could establish a relationship based on also friendship and something that would last outside of the extravagance 
is even the first group date where he, we were dancing, like he stayed later and we danced and mm-hmm. stuff. We were pretending in that moment to not be on a show. And we were pretending to just be like at a like bar and like, he just picks me up and, and we're just getting to know each other. And so I think it's important to also do that. Like, shift your mindset to be like, hey, this is really great right now with like these chandeliers and these like helicopters, but remove that. Is he still a cool guy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or is it just getting the best of us that, you know, that it's so extravagant and it's making you all like fluttered? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. While like revisiting this bachelor journey and bachelor journey that you went on and this relationship, was there anything that you would change or you wish that the viewer saw at the time during I mean, everything that happened those last I mean, couple episodes for you? <laughs> I know the whole season, I feel like, you know, Chris got a little bit pushed under the rug. Uh, so people weren't able to really see just how strong our connection really was. Um, I know there were people who did, but you know, the Brooke stuff got overshadowed all of that. So I, I wish there that was shown more because Chris got the, you know, the edit of like being super romantic with his poems, but he's also super funny and quirky. So like, I kind of wish some of that was shown just to be like, you know, I didn't just fall in love because of the poems. Like he's a really funny, like cool guy. (laughs) The poem is in the book and the book, which is cool to see it fully written out. Was that something that you obviously wanted to include also with the little headlines, us weekly first line there? Yeah. (laughs) Rejected. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's a part of, you know, what drew me to him. And it's cool that he wrote all the poems throughout the, throughout the season. Um, I mean, take me back. Was there any time that Chris, or you were scared that like watching this back or that Chris was going to be like, I can't do this, like based on what it seemed or like, did you guys ever even go through that? Or were, was no. he just able to put the blinders on? And no, go it is it? so good. He is just so incredible. And I think this is also what, Um, a testament to why we were able to continue on and what could be good for other couples Mm -hmm. is he was just so able to compartmentalize. So even throughout the show, he could be like, this is my relationship with Des. This is my relationship with the guys. And this is her relationship with the other guys. Mm -hmm. And he never blended any of it. I don't know how that's impossible for me. I'm like an emotional wreck. And um, no. So even after the show, he just was like, he just didn't care to be honest which was That's very awesome. helpful. Yeah. He yeah. Didn't care. I mean, you wrote about someone like yelling to you guys on this, on the, on a uh, parade float that he doesn't love you. Like I feel like it's it worse to get something like that or is like the Instagram trolls worse. I'm sure you were dealing with both, but. Ugh, I don't, it was just very, it, it was hurtful because it was literally like two weeks before our wedding and a man, a man, grown man yelled that out. And it was just, it was embarrassing more because it's like other people heard him and I was just, but I was also just taken back. Like what? <laughs> like Bachelor Nation is, can be passionate in yeah. a scary way. Yeah. I was like, what are, are you kidding me right now? Um, so I don't know. They're both terrible. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned something I thought was really interesting that I didn't necessarily know about the show. And there's a lot of cute, like good little nuggets in there for readers is that they gave you some time off after the Brooks breakup happened. Was that something? I mean, or that surprised not really. Not really, okay. <laughs> okay. It wasn't really like time. It, um, it was just, I think because it was the beginning of our date. And then after 
after those dates, the overnight dates, you have a day of interviews. Mm. So I didn't really get a break. It was just, um, I had that day because obviously I didn't have a date. <laughs> yeah, very, that's also true. So, but th- you also said that, you, I, and I think I knew this, but like you weren't allowed to tell Chris that he was the only one yeah, left. Yeah. I mean, how hard, did you like, were you trying to like mouth it to him somehow? <laughs> like, how can you not tell him that? I know. Well, well, I think if, if the, this is why I think producers are so smart too, because my date with Chris was first, mm. like the overnight date, because I'm sure if I was, you know, a little tipsy and you know whatever I probably would have told him yeah. over, on an overnight date but because that had already passed um no I didn't I wasn't able to it reminded me of um Tasha Tasha's fiance Zach from last season he told me in an interview that he didn't know that usually two people go to proposal day Tasha didn't even know he didn't know and she oh. happened she broke up with her runner-up yeah. before and so he was the only one who went there but he didn't know until afterwards that potentially he could be walking up to it he thought like he was like why is Chris Harrison like psyching me out like he thought it was the only one left because he made it to that point oh he had no idea oh <laughs> my gosh how that's actually probably better yeah, yeah I mean that was then, he, then he's not in his then he's not in his head and like I mean, Chris was super nervous because he just wasn't sure. Well, and you're like proposing, which I mean, that's a nerve wracking thing in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. That was, what a crazy position to be in. I, I'm very thankful I didn't get to like top two because I, I that's like hard. And like when do you, when do you stop the potential proposal like that? I feel like in the yeah. back, I'm sure they're being told one thing. They're like trying to be nice, but then they are making a show. Like I can't imagine that. Moment. Yeah. Oh gosh. I I'm very thankful. There was just Chris. I, yes. yeah, I had a hard time. Anytime someone was showing more affection than I had felt, I like had to send them home because I, I just am too empathetic. You know, I'm like, I can't hurt you even more. Yeah. But I'm already going to hurt you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Bachelor Nation, you know JoJo from ABC's Bachelorette and CNBC's Cashpad. Now she's teaming up with DSW to share her favorite shoes of the summer. Weddings, vacations, and plans with friends are officially a thing again, which means it's time to give your closet a refresh. And you know, start wearing things that aren't sweatpants. From white sneakers that look good with everything to on-trend sandals and platforms that pair perfectly with sundresses, there's something for every style and for everything on your calendar. Head to DSW.com to shop all of JoJo's picks. You did write a little bit about kind of that like internal struggle of whether you wanted to get engaged on the show or just maybe tell Chris yeah. to date. Um, I mean, how is like, how is that in that moment when you're trying to, cause you want, you know, that commitment. And a lot of times maybe the, the couples that get engaged, I don't know if there's even a pattern to that, if there's a matter on the show, but is there like, are you fighting like the logic side of you? That's like, okay, it's, it hasn't been enough time. And then like the romantic side of you, that's like, Oh, but let's, let's make the commitment. Let's just yeah. jump in. Yeah. I think with Chris, um, especially though, it was just so like, I couldn't imagine my life without him. And I couldn't imagine saying goodbye ever. So it was more of like, I saw the future and I, I knew that even if we did date, we would end up getting engaged. And I think it was more of, I think it was actually just one of those moments of like trusting God over trusting the fear of like what people would think. Mm, totally. Because I was like, should I just say that we can date? And, but he was also just so um, strong in what, like he was ready to get engaged. So I think that also helped too. If he was a little wishy-washy, then no, I probably would have had a different, different um, ending, but he was just, you know, this my girl and 
we're gonna do this. <laughs> Your brother, infamous in Bachelor Nation, as, as you referred to in the in the in the book, the you know worst bachelor, most hometown dates ever, the yeah. story that was written. Um, how I didn't I also you was to mention there wasn't a lot of you didn't communicate that much in between the seasons then he was on your season oh, not at all the bachelorette yeah. I mean what what was that like to navigate in real life with like your family and your brother but also you know the show and everything that happened with Sean it's like crazy to me I know yeah I mean even before going on to Sean season I barely talked to my brother we I just had lived I moved away when I was 18 so I just was always away from my family me and my brother were always super close and then I like go on the show and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to be coming on the show. I, you know, same with my parents, really. I yeah. hadn't seen them in a few years just because of, you know, location. Stuff. Mm -hmm. just location. Yeah. They were like across the country. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting how it all played out. I was not expecting that on Sean's season. I was not expecting that. I didn't know what to expect, but I wasn't expecting that. And so that kind of threw me for a loop. And then when I had to see him again before like the top four, it's just kind of, I think I always get nervous um, because he does have a different perspective and he did have an outside perspective. Mm. Uh, not that he knew me by any chance, like by any means, but he also was more of a skeptical eye in general. Right. So I think more than anything, I was just nervous about what he would say because I didn't want it to contradict how I was feeling. Do you have any thoughts about him reading this or you're like, you're, are you going to have no, no. I mean, we talk obviously now, but um, no, I mean, it's his childhood too. And so I tried to give, you know, give him some voice there and how he may have been feeling um, during childhood or all of that. Yeah. So it's not well, a book. Yeah. It's not a yeah. book to bash more just like give light, I think to, to how everything went down. Yeah, context, I think. If yeah, that, like, a, a lot of context gets left on the Bachelor cutting room yes. floor. And I can't imagine what that's like to watch yourself and feel like there's just something. You don't know which side of the story, first of all, is going to be told. If it's going to be your side or the other girl or other your family, yeah, whoever, whoever totally. you're on opposite ends with. And then watching it and that frustration of how much should I, like, clap back, as they would call it now, versus just, like, let it ride. Yeah, I was very much let it ride because – one, it's my personality. I'm more chill and like, and honestly, I was like, you know, I signed up for this. I got my happy ending. I may not like how it's being portrayed this week, but at the end of the day, I wasn't going to like fight it. Yeah. You know, I learned like next week is going to be something else. So <laughs> why am I going to fight it this week when I'm going to be wanting to fight it again next week? And I, I mean, it was hard. I, I didn't like it. I was in a very, to be honest, I was in a very like tough spot after the show just like just like people are so mean and I was so like isolated and ugh, and then having like feeling like pop paparazzi were following me and taking mm -hmm. photos it's just like not comfortable so yeah yeah <laughs> Luckily, I, I'm not in that now but yeah looking back I'm like wow I was really like not in a good spot <laughs> what was the hardest part to write or put either whether it was just like hard to revisit or just like to put in words that maybe you hadn't written down before um I don't know I think I think it is hard to actually like because I you know I never really communicated a lot of things um growing up and my family doesn't either so I think that was harder because I'm like 
here we go. I'm like communicating, you know, those, those feelings that I had felt and, and the way that it had shaped me um, to, to kind of seek validation in relationships and constantly need that, that validation um, because I, I didn't hear it much. I don't know. I think that's the hardest part when you revisit childhood wounds and you, and you kind of are working through that. But, but um, ever since I was little, I always wrote in a journal. And so I think it's so important to write out feelings and write out memories and write out stories because I think going through it too, I started to have a different perspective too of my family and my parents. And, and it was just really cool to, um, I don't know, to walk through it again and, and, and heal even more, I guess you could say like the more I revisit it, because so, so often you can like have wounds or heartbreaks or whatever, and you think you're past them. And then you, if you revisit them, you have to keep revisiting them until you're completely healed from it. And that, and that stems from forgiveness. And that stems from, you know, definitely forgiveness. <laughs> you change some names of the high school boyfriends, but obviously you can't <laughs> change the names of like a Bava Brooks, because we all know yeah. who you're talking about. Do you think you'll hear from him at all about this? No. no? I mean, he could give interviews or whatnot, because I'm sure his story is different because he has a different perspective. Um, but I mean, he, he's been friends with Chris since the show and yeah. there's no, I mean, there's no hard feelings. He was at our wedding. Like it's not wedding. a big deal. Yeah. It's crazy. Those bachelor weddings. I feel like, cause it's like you, you, you know, you, it makes sense. Cause obviously Chris becomes friends with these people, yeah. but from our perspective, it's like, in what world are these people at the wedding of the show that they were just quote unquote madly in love with this person? I know. <laughs> I know. But just as quickly as you can fall in love on the show, because it's so intense and so, um, just extreme. It's very easy to also just move forward quicker mm -hmm. too, because you're like, Oh, wow. Okay. Snap out of that. And let's go. <laughs> did you watch, um, Katie's premiere at all? Or you, I not, did. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on Tasha and Caitlin or Katie as a lead? I thought it was pretty solid. Oh yeah. I liked it. I mean, I feel like I'm just getting old and <laughs> I can't like relate anymore, but, um, no, I thought it was good. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. And I'm excited for Katie to, you know, to meet the right guy. I feel like the right guy's there. Yeah. I feel like she's, like, she seems to be. She seems into just like, a few yeah, guys. Confident yeah. and like, just like going to make the decision. I don't know. I'm getting the vibe of, she kind of reminds me of Caitlin a little bit, that yeah. she's going to just like call the shots and the totally. sex positive thing. And I was like, I feel like yeah. we're going to get a, get a relationship. Yeah, oh yeah. She'll just be like, nope, uh-uh, yeah. not you. Go. Bye. Yes, <laughs> totally. Um, you did mention Chris Harrison in your book. You had nice things to say about him. Mm -hmm. Did you have any reaction to, you know, his exit from the franchise? You know, I think that was coming. Yeah. So it's not like a huge surprise. I think it's very unfortunate. I do like the guy and I thought he did a great job um, as host of the show. Of course, he made, you know, mistakes. And um, ultimately, that was his, you know, demise, I guess. But um, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting. It'll be different to to not have him on. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they navigate it and where they land yes. on who will host, you know? I recently asked Ali Fedotowski this because obviously she was a Bachelor contestant to Bachelorette. 
you're kind of similar. Now she was obviously a few years before you, but she yeah. didn't, you know, go on any bachelor pad or then paradise because, and I was like, and you similar thing. Do yeah. you have it? Obviously you wouldn't change it cause you ended up with Chris, yeah. but do you have any regrets of not being able to get to go on like a bachelor pad or a bachelor paradise? <laughs> I mean, just for the trip alone. Right. Like just yeah. obviously you don't want to change your, the course of your life, but. No, but I want to go to Mexico or wherever <laughs> they're going. Yeah. I know. I'm like, Oh, that would have been awesome. Um, but I mean, it's such a different dating thing and it feels very competitive and they get paid for per episode. So it's like, I feel like the motive is also a little different. Yeah. Definitely. But that's also why I would have wanted to gone on. I would have been like, <laughs> no, Allie was like, and once I got in, like, she's like, I'd be scared about the bikini on TV. That's about it. And I was like, honestly, like worth it for the paycheck a day. I think. Oh, worth it. I mean, all you got to do is, you know, drink your margarita and then who cares about the bikini? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I had a few quick mom questions for you that were asking all of our um, mom yeah. interviews, if that's cool. Absolutely. Um, the first one, is there any special meaning behind your kids' names, how you picked them? Oh, interesting. Um, you know, we just narrowed down to about three. And then with Asher, um, I actually, that was Chris's favorite name. And it, um, it wasn't mine at first, but the more that I was carrying him, I just started to call him Asher and it's a biblical name that means like happy and blessed. And so mm -hmm. I, I do love meaning of names. So I, I, I do choose kind of based on that too. So that's why we chose that Xander. Um, it was between Xander or Xavier. So I loved both, but I loved the meaning. It was like defender of men. And so I just feel like he's my little warrior. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. So you had, it's interesting because I feel like some people either you have an answer for that or you're like, no, I just like the name. Like those yeah. are on two spectrums. Oh yeah. I mean, Asher's middle name. So middle names were so hard. We were just like, I don't even know. Like, do we do the family name or, yeah. and Asher's, it was like last minute, but the Cubs were like going to the world series and Chris played for the Cubs organization. So he's a, you know, a huge Cubs fan and yeah, it was the year that they won, but, um, he, I don't know. We, he was like, what if we name, have the middle name something Cubs? And I was like, Oh no, that's weird. We're not doing that. And then he said Wrigley. And I was like, Oh, that is so cute. What a cute name. So his name's Asher Wrigley. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's like a good mix too of like the wife giving the husband the sports like reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I actually like really liked it. I was like, oh, that's so cute. And then they yes. won the World Series, so that helped. <laughs> there you go. Um, what is one thing you wish someone had told you about parenting toddlers? Oh, goodness. Oh, toddlers are the worst. <laughs> um, oh, they're so cute. But um, man, honestly, I don't even know. Patience, man. They're just, see, it's so funny. Yeah, like babies, I can, I can have the patience for the cry and the noise and the diapers, but man, when kids aren't listening or like they, they like literally look at you and do exactly what you told them not to, I can't handle it. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I don't actually know the advice that I wish, I wish they gave. I just wish, you know, patience was easier to wish, have. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish they could have bottled patience to like, you know, put in my coffee. Which one of you, between you and Chris, is typically the stricter parent or the, you know, lay down the law parent? Um, it's funny. I'm a more of a chill personality, but when it comes to the kids, I'm more of the discipline. Okay. He, he, he's more like the buddy buddy. He's like, a softie. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, you're the parent. <laughs> <laughs> They're not your friend. At least yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, did you at any point or do you still want to expand your family in it? At right, at right now, we're good with what we have. You know, we both 
are pursuing our our careers and um, we're happy we're happy with our two boys and it's fun how 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 was you know the quarantine of it all did that you know was that are you are are you coming from the perspective of we got that bonding time we wouldn't have had or were you like it's time to go back to school (laughs) <laughs> no, so we got very lucky. So okay. we, um, I actually really loved, we were only quarantined for really like maybe a month, mm. maybe like three to four weeks um, before Asher's preschool just opened back up. So it was oh, nice. really actually helpful. Um, I loved it because Xander was at an age, I don't even know what age, he probably just had turned like one. And so he was just at that age where like them bonding was so cute you know like now they get on each other's nerves but um, it was good timing it was great timing it was really cool to see them grow and bond well Des I always love talking to you I loved the book is there anything else that I didn't you know bring up obviously I'm very bachelor heavy because that's what I'm obsessed with Um, (laughs) that you wanted us weekly readers to know about the book or anything like that um I think just to know that they can get the book over at DesireeSecretary.com or anywhere that books are sold. You can pre-order right now. It's available in hands June 22nd. Um, and that's about it. Awesome. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank this you. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. You too. Thank you. Right, talk soon. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. Don't forget to message me your thoughts on the season so far. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what you want me to dig into, who you want to hear from on this podcast, who should recap with me. Come back every week as we recap Katie's journey. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your friends, and keep tuning in. Powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.